ACR Homes has essential jobs and internships for students. Find peace of mind and job security with their flexible and rewarding part-time jobs by caring for the needs of people who have disabilities. Because ACR Homes offers paid training, your compassion for others and desire to make a difference is more important than your previous experience. To apply, please contact University Office at acrhomes.com or visit their website at www.acrhomes.com. 2020 has been a historic year, as I'm sure we've all heard it described. Last January, nobody could have predicted where we would be now. In the Know has been here through it all, covering the pandemic, the lockdown, George Floyd's killing, the summer of unrest, another remote semester, and an election that left the world on the edge of its seat. We reported so much, and yet it still feels like there's so much more left to cover. Through it all, we are constantly searching for the student perspective and how these local and global events affect the University of Minnesota community. So, that is how we'll be ending the semester. By reflecting on this unprecedented year with four fellow students. Here's Yoko and Ethan with their reflections. Hello, everyone. I'm Yoko Vu. And I'm Ethan Kizada, and you're listening to In the Know, a podcast by the Minnesota Daily. As we're ending the season and the semester, we spoke of four students and how they've adjusted. In a few words, this is how they would describe their semester. I'll say confusing. Insightfully educational. I think I would say, like, yearning. Unpredictable. You just heard the voices of Armand Sarda, Marilyn William, Amy Ma, and Laureen Murray. We're going to hear more from each of these students about the challenges and changes they've adapted to this year. Amy Ma, the current student body president, is a fourth year in Carlson, majoring in management information systems and computer science. She's also involved in some cultural groups, as well as a business fraternity. Amy describes this semester as one full of yearning. I think a lot of the semester, I've spent my free time just like thinking and in, on one hand being grateful and on another term being just really sad about everything that we left behind. Um, I think there is hope on its way. I, I mean, the vaccine is going through all the channels it needs to go through, um, but it is just time lost and there's, I think, a sense of grief with that. That's hard to describe. Along with that feeling of grief, Amy said she has newfound feelings of appreciation for the little things in life. Everyone had, not even if not necessarily like high hopes, but hopes that it would be a typical semester. And sometimes I look back at like my pictures and I'm like, oh shoot, I was so stressed about this. But like, I was still able to see my friends and like study in the library and like sit in a coffee shop, right? And it's all those things that I think I never appreciated enough before. I, I'm trying really hard, to, I think, to approach all this with, with a sense of empathy. Like right now, all of our biggest roles are still just to make it through this pandemic. As one can imagine, double majoring and being involved with student groups, while also stepping up to the plate as student body president, can be demanding, to say the least. Amy mentioned work-life balance as being one of her biggest challenges this semester. I think the work-life balance piece is... Um, a really big thing. I think I have often like 
too high of expectations or maybe I'm too hard on myself. So I feel like any moment that I'm not doing work, like I should be doing work. And I think the same thing happens with just like all the aspects of your life is if you're out and about, you know, like somebody maybe goes like, oh, like we're going to get together. You want to come? And like, you know, right? Like, no, I probably shouldn't. I should do my work. But then like, since it's there, you just go or like suddenly you're like, oh, I have food at home, but like they're going to a restaurant. So like, I'll come with. And you have all those like spontaneous moments that like are probably not good for you per se, but also are so good for you just in terms of like having fun and like doing something that is not routine. And I think the hardest part for me right now is that everything feels so routine. An inability to relax is an obstacle to work-life balance that manifests itself in different ways, like a lack of spontaneity or difficulty logging off. I feel like one piece of working from home and having your entire life just be like at your desk is that a sense of like work-life balance where no matter what, there's always just more to do and it's right there. Um, So I think shutting off has been really hard and especially during some of the really stressful times of the semester, like the election or when COVID cases have been really bad and continue to be really bad. Struggling to find a work-life balance is relatable to many students, including Marilyn William a third-year student studying management information systems. Two screens, twice the work, and I just completely need it. A lamp and like a little flower plant here just to motivate me. And then my real plant, which I still need to water. But um, things like that, right? Getting yourself in the, like the focusing mode in order to, because you want to feel like you are not just chilling at home, With a busy schedule, Marilyn has made sure to prioritize time for herself. And for like mental health, I personally stand for that a lot. And I honestly think it's very important. Like I just have a lot of self-time. I read books. I like looking to face masks. Like it's all over the place. So things, and I cook. So I do a lot of things to spend time with myself when I'm like, obviously I have so much going on. As a transfer student, she's had to meet people in creative ways this semester. Starting a new school in a pandemic also limits you socially. So like, you know, new people, new friends, new school. It becomes a challenge, but something I've really learned by like in my last few months, like in the semester, is that kind of pushing myself out of my comfort zone comfortably I would actually just like you know meet people make friends you know get their contact information we would hang out but pushing myself out of my comfort zone I've been able to like meet friends through group meetings or through clubs or friends as friends or like friends as relatives you know. Marilyn turned 20 in October and couldn't celebrate like usual. And I also couldn't necessarily celebrate my birthday because um, usually I have a lot of people. I invite friends, I have get-togethers. But this year I had to kind of hold off on that because, you know, we're in quarantine. I don't really, I don't know where everyone's been. If you celebrated a birthday during the pandemic, you may relate to having to change those plans. Armand Sarda, who has a September birthday, certainly did. Yeah, I was going to go on a climbing trip. Um, for my birthday, which we didn't get to do. We were planning on going to South Dakota. Um, They have some cool rock out there called the Needles, so we're going to go out there. Armand is a third-year art major who enjoys photography, creating digital collages, and filmmaking. He's been making a short film for class, and the lack of access to campus resources has made it harder to make a higher-quality movie. 
just like we don't get studio spaces anymore. Um, we don't get lights or anything like that. So um, while I'm happy with how it's come so far, I feel like if I've been given access to like facilities and stuff like that, I could have made something better. Not getting all the typical educational benefits from virtual learning has been difficult for him. Since I'm an art student, most of my main classes didn't work super great for me. Um, <clears throat> they required just like access to studios and machinery and stuff that I don't have access to um, outside of that. His school life hasn't been the only thing impacted by the pandemic. I'm also a personal trainer at the rec and that job has been affected pretty heavily by uh, COVID as well. The rec just closed down again. So <clears throat> I meet online with my clients. Given all of these challenges, he's learned about his needs and how to adapt. If I know like I've been inside all day or something like that, then I try to make an effort to like go outside like at least once a day. Um, Cause I know that just really like helps my mood and stuff. While Armand enjoys outdoors, being able to go outside is also an important part of Lorraine Murray's life as a track and field athlete. In Jamaica, track and field is like a big thing. So yeah, I've been doing it since I was like maybe seven. Lorraine is a fourth year student majoring in biology, society, and environment. Pre-pandemic, traveling was one of the best things about track and field. Well, I, I like competing against other people. I think that's fun. Just like, especially at this level, being a D1 athlete, we get to like travel a lot and go to different states and meet new people, try new food, just experience different environments and different like scenery and stuff like that. I think that's really, really fun. For most athletes, including Lorene, things started to change once the pandemic became more prevalent. So then they canceled or outdoor season for 2020, no practice, no traveling, no competitions. It was awful. So I went from being so busy to not doing anything and then classes moved online. So I was just inside, just, it was really hard to cope at first. The uncertainty of her future was a big stressor for Lorraine during this semester. Things have been changing and are still changing. And like, it's hard to make plans for the future, not knowing what's going to happen like tomorrow or next week. A resource that's been helpful for Lorene is Sports Psychology Services, a counseling service for student athletes and coaches at the U. I met with like sports psych cause that was still going on and they really helped me to like, okay, although like you might not have competition, I had to like find another motivation, like, okay, you're still going to be maintaining fitness just in case it happens. It's better to be prepared than not prepared if we have a season. Lorene's coach took on a more familial role once everything went virtual. To keep us, keep the team, family spirit alive, we had like Zoom meetings like every week to like talk and play games or do some like, some activities together just to... Yeah, because he knew it was hard, like no socializing, no team dynamics. So he was really trying to keep the family spirit alive. Although it's been a hard semester for her, one of Lorene's high points is becoming a direct care professional with ACR Homes. For transparency, Lorene is not a spokesperson for ACR Homes, and the Minnesota Daily is not using her story as an advertisement. What I do, like on a daily basis, I like administer medication to the residents that I take care of and 
basically I'm just a presence of like support and security and safety for them. And I help with like meal preparations, breakfast, lunch, dinner, ensuring that they're okay. Loreen was used to the fast paced life, but she still found appreciation in her work with the elderly. So just slowing down and moving at their pace is something that I have had to learn to do. And it's a really humbling experience. And it just makes it feel so warm inside, like, oh my gosh. And when they smile, it's just like the best thing ever. Just getting a smile. It's just like, wow. Students have encountered countless obstacles this year, but have managed to find comfort where they can. Looking back, there have been many challenges during the first half of the school year, yet students have found a way to adapt and persevere. In other U news, Loring Pasta Bar in Dinkytown has revamped as a cafe restaurant called Gray's. Mary Meyer, a pioneering Minnesota horticulturist of ornamental grasses, is set to retire at the end of the year. And the University of Minnesota has approved a universal pass-fail option for all undergrad students on the Twin Cities campus. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next year.